we uh that was a little uh the cold open had to or sorry the the uh the starting soon had to last a little longer because we we just witnessed a no hitter in the world series pretty cool um yes. but that's not what we're here for we're here to do a, a cold open and bobby uh i've got a cold open for you what's your favorite episode of seinfeld my absolute favorite moment of all of seinfeld okay. sure and it's not, it's not even close is the montage when George is starting a new job and they're playing uh, Morning Train and you see him going, he's he's just milking this injury for all it's worth. Um, I think it's absolutely like my favorite moment. Like I've even like now we'll go back and watch that clip a few times. It's just so good. That's the that's the beginning of season nine. Yes. Which I, I only can pull that out uh, because I, I just recently rewatched season nine because uh, I've been on a Seinfeld kick because of the other podcasts that I did when, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, when we did Seinfeld. We'll, we'll plug that later in the show. But um, yeah, that, that one's great. I also uh, also from that season, my favorite episode is the Frogger. It's um, very good. one. It's about video games. But but two, I think every character gets a, a solid story in that one. Um yeah, that, that show's good. I watched it's weird that our favorite moments are the ones where Larry David wasn't a part of the show. I know. Uh, that that I is did, weird. I did watch a pilot. It's literally called Pilot uh, Episode tonight of a new show. Yeah? Yeah? Would you like to share with the class? Uh, I watched the first... Well, actually, I watched the first two episodes of a Apple TV show called Blackbird that is based off of a true story. Um, okay. The premise is uh, this guy goes to prison and he gets this deal to go and get to know a prisoner in another prison to try and get a confession out of him and it deals with um true crime elements and it's very very well done so far nice six episodes six hours that's the commitment you could do that that's that's not that's not hard yeah uh you know what else is not hard uh, mm, this podcast I, is I Johnny here. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's true. True that, buddy. Well, maybe it is hard because Johnny's not here. Um, but cutting off some of that dead weight. Dead weight. This is episode, if you can believe it, two hundred and ninety-seven of the Casual Hour. We are a podcast oh, ostensibly about please. video games, but tonight, stop doing that, buddy. I, that that hurts. <laughs> I know we're getting old. Uh, we're going to talk all about those games coming out in November. We've got a huge show for you. So the gruesome two, some chase, and I are going to get into it. We're going to talk about Live Live, Neon White, some uh, Cyberpunk, Signalis, the case of the Golden Idol. We're going to talk about all those games coming out in November. It is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to stick around because we'll get the trailers going on the back half of this for the stream. And we'll talk over it so you can see and hear because we like to be visual learners as well. Uh, But before we get into all that, Chase, what have you been playing? Finish Live Alive. I told myself I would. I told the world I would. On Twitter.com, I made a very funny tweet that everyone loved. I got a couple likes. Uh, And you got a GG. I did. I did get that. Um, yeah, I, I finished Live Alive, and I, I I had a really good time for most of it. And I think I think my problem is that I'm playing it in the year of our Lord 2022. If okay. if I had played this as a Super Nintendo game back in the day, it, it didn't come to America back in the day, uh, which is probably why I didn't. 
but if I had played it back in the day and just took my time with it and played it over a summer and and just explored, I think I I think it would probably be one of my favorite video games of all time. It's why why not? Because I feel like I put a time limit on things or not a time limit. It's it's more of there's a time pressure that I want to be able to finish things. This this is kind of a corollary to our podcast dilemma, podcasters dilemma of trying to always have new things is that I'm you also want to talk about the dilemma tonight, things. too. OK, good. We always talk about the dilemma when Johnny's not here. It's great. Um, but there's there's a want there's a there's a pressure. There's a feeling that I need to finish games and I want to finish them quick because I want to be able to talk about them on the podcast and I want to have put wrap a nice little bow on it and say there are my thoughts. Could, could you imagine if you were somebody that put content out every day, even multiple times a day? I mean, a lot of those people, some of those people have found their niche. Like I sure. I really like watching Destiny YouTubers and those people all they do is just play Destiny. And so right. it's really easy for them. They can right. It's actually it's actually super easy for them compared to what we do because they can let their thoughts breathe day to day to day and evolve and build as they go. So something that they said on a Monday, you know, by the time they're talking about it on Friday, they can reference. You know, we've been talking about it since Monday. They, I felt like it's, this, and the more I play it, the more it gets reinforced. I mean, I feel like we're already like we usually do something multiple days a week now we stream on mondays we put quick looks up on tuesday we record our podcast on wednesday another quick look on thursday friday we put our edited podcast out there and then we also play games friday night it's fucking bonkers man like it's it's moving at a clip and like anybody who can do it like i i i I could give a shit about what they're putting out like i want to enjoy it but just i respect the work that goes into content creation whether that is somebody who is just doing a daily vlog like that even seems very hard to to like maintain people having that view into your life but then also i think about to your point a destiny creator like if they're only putting out destiny content like how do they keep that fresh how do they stay like invigorated how does it not become a fucking chore to do it and i it's hard it's hard it's hard shit definitely is um which, which gets back to live alive in that this is a game i feel like i would love to luxuriate in when because because what they do there are seven there are seven chapters seven stories and you play all through all those some are longer than others uh but they're all interesting rpg ideas and then they open up an eighth chapter and that stars a new character and that's its own kind of rpg adventure which is probably either about as long or a little bit longer than the longest one you've played previously John the seven. Uh, and once you finish that one, it changes the nature of the game. And there is a ninth chapter where everybody kind of comes together and, and it, it's a, uh, it's you play in the same area. It's it is it is, yeah. but it's interesting. You play in the same area that you had just played in the eighth chapter. It's in the Middle Ages, and so you know this place, and you can start walking around it because you know it so well. And there aren't a lot of places to go, but it is you know a decently sized world. Right. And now you are going and trying to find the other members that you've done in the other chapters which are from all different time periods that have got thrown into this middle ages time period. Right. So you kind of build your super team 
and then you go and do the final chapter or do the, the final fight against the boss and then there's also a boss rush that i didn't really like uh before you actually right, finish right. the game um but there's there's that moment where i've just played through and i, I played the the eighth chapter in this this final ninth chapter in one sitting because i just i was i needed to finish this game at this point uh so i was just going at it and it's i i mean i at that point i had to just resort to a guide of i just want to figure out where these people are what i need to do for them i wanted to move through it and and i think that was worse for the game because if this was something again if i was just playing as a kid over my summer break I could, you know, chip away at it and and yep. find find cool things. There's one specific character who you have to go to, you know, three or four different places on the map in a specific order and see him and see him there before he'll join your team. Got and it. that seems annoying. It's the it's the cowboy character that we that we did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to get him back, you need to find him at different spots. And the guy just says, okay, go here, then go here, then go there, and then he'll join you. But if I was doing that as a kid, I think there would be something really cool about just going through that world, exploring, doing battles, and and discovering it in a way that I think would be really interesting and fun. That, that there are so many possibilities in this world of, oh, that guy's over here, that guy's over there, oh, that's so cool, it's, it's interesting how they, they've done all this, and how it all comes together. And when I decide that, oh, I need to just finish Live Alive in this last weekend, then I'm resorting to a guide. I'm telling myself, okay, I go there, I there's go no there, more I go discovery. there, I'm done. It's, it's, it's yeah, a... yeah the, there's something that kind of is, is sad about it, that I, I wish I could have played this like I, like I played games back in the day. Um, and it's also one of the things that I've... that, that Pokemon, I think, uh, has... One of my issues with with modern day Pokemon is that I don't want to play modern day Pokemon like they want you to play modern day Pokemon. Yeah. They want you to check in every day. They want you to discover new things. They want you to to keep coming back to that world. They want it to be a live service way more than it can. Pretty be. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and that's not what I want out of a Pokemon game anymore. The reason I like red and blue and gold and silver and and uh ruby and sapphire i have complicated feelings about those but those are relatively self-contained games you you can get through especially red and blue you can get through those so fast oh yeah and and there's a sense of accomplishment that i want to come in here i want to play this game i want to be done with that game and then i want to be able to think about it and but as those games let you do that sure absolutely absolutely um and and the more when I've done my my gamers on the go episodes on Pokemon games, we usually stop after we do the Elite Four. Uh, yeah. We don't we don't really talk too much about the post game because we don't want to spend the the extra you know ten twenty hours of filling out the rest of the Pokedex or or finding these finding these post game stories, going to this post game island that doesn't really give you anything, but it's something else to explore. Those things are really cool if you're twelve and and Pokemon's the only game you have and you want to just keep playing it and keep ringing every bit of content out of it. But there's something really nice about uh, as an adult, if I just want to go back and play Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, then I, I can go and do that and have a have a self-contained quick experience 
I don't want to hijack your segment and talk about one of my games, sure. but I feel it ties in pretty nicely to the discussion. Please, so gonna, go for I want, it. I beat Cyberpunk 2077 a few days ago, and okay. you know I had played a shit ton of that game a few years ago. That game came out in December 2020, and because the game of the year for us, I was hustling through a broken-ass game. That game launched problematic, and then I had – that was like my anticipated game of the year. I played a shit ton of it. And was pretty dissatisfied. I didn't even finish it. I got pretty caught up in frustration that it was not functioning to my my likelihood. It felt a bit hollow. Fast forward to, I guess, a month ago now that Edge Runners came out and the resurgence and the renaissance period that Cyberpunk finds itself in, I got bit by the bug and went back to it. And I have to tell you, approaching a game that I had no business playing right now because I have other shit to play. But approaching a game without the constraints that like I had for some of these other games that like, hey, you need to beat these because you're working towards your game of the year list. You're going to cover stuff on the show. But like every night, like every night before bed, I just put an hour or two into Cyberpunk. I saw so much of this game that I had no idea was in it. And it is one of the best games I've played this year. Like easily one of the best games I've Mm. played this year. That world was so much fun to just like not have any like time constraints to not have any direction to try and like not follow my footsteps in my first playthrough because I started a brand new playthrough on this and I had a blast and there's something to be said about going into a game as you're talking about like when we were younger or even here without the constraints and without the pressure of I have to play this to beat this rather than I have to play this to enjoy it. And we talk about this a lot. We talk about content and we talk about like, why do we play games for the show to tell people about new shit? Of course, that's why we want to be on that cutting edge of what's happening. But also we, we sacrifice for our very limited audience. And (laughs) it's a situation where, um, it's weird. It's a weird thing, but I also have a sickness that even if I what like there's a few times since I've been podcasting where I had a few months where I wasn't actively on a show and I still found myself looking around the corner for what's next and what's new. And like, I don't know how much I can point back to a podcast as much as I just have a sickness, but the podcast enables that sickness, I should say. Yeah, I mean, there there is I I have this desire to relax in a game yep and i also have this desire to want to finish as many games as possible and those two things don't always mix um one of the reasons that i think i can the destiny has has been kind of a relaxation game for me is that i feel like i'm always on a chase for something whether it's getting a specific role on a gun or unlocking the crafting thing for something or finishing this story quest, there's the I'm kind of I'm kind of relaxing even while I'm checking boxes, which is chase different on a from chase. sure, but that's different from like jumping into Skyrim and and just going, oh, I'm going to go that way and see what's over there. That that feels much more like relaxing in a game than, but than Destiny also, where I feel like I have that checklist. There's a destination and a completion where Destiny, Destiny seems to be forever. And 
there's something I mean, about that. I, I would say Skyrim also feels like it's forever, oh, shit, at this uh, especially point. with mods. But yeah. uh, but even I mean, Skyrim has a story. If you want to beat beat Skyrim, there's a there's a main story path that you can right. take, and you can, and you can, you can get it done. Things. You can get it done relatively quickly. Yeah. yeah. But I think to relax in that game is to just explore and not know what you're going to find, but are are comfortable in the fact that you are just hanging out and looking around. I know I don't like Bethesda games, um, and Skyrim is maybe a, a weird example coming from me, but I think it's it's apt in that that game allows you to relax in it if you want to. Whereas Destiny, I don't think does. You're not you're not really discovering things in Destiny. There there are things to find, but a lot of it is I need to go here so I can do that. I need to go there so I can do this. I need to kill three hundred things with this. Um, like that game is much more regimented about what you're supposed to be doing instead of just you know what I'm going to load up Live Alive and right. walk around the world and level up a little bit and see if i can find a new character isn't wouldn't that be cool and and i wish i'd gotten that experience with this game and and i and i didn't even though i can see if i did play it that way i would really like it yeah I, i i liked it uh i think i got annoyed at the end because there is this boss rush because they send you back to the same place that i had just done you know, a, a five to six hour RPG campaign in, and then they say, okay, well, why don't you spend another, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours in this? Uh, my final hour count, again, really, really short for, for a game that technically has nine different chapters, uh, 10 if you if you play it in a slightly different way in the last chapter. Um, I, I, I think my final time was like 23 hours, and for an RPG, a, a JRPG, that's super short. Yeah, we were we were just getting started with Persona Five when <laughs> at right. twenty three hours. Um, so I do recommend it. I think the HD two D stuff looks really nice. Um, it's it, I think it's a really cool game that that combines a very tactical way to play because it it does have you in combat. You are on a grid. You are yeah. uh, choosing moves that affect different areas on that grid. Right. right. All that stuff I think is really cool, and it's much different than a lot of the other RPGs at that time. Thinking about something like Chrono Trigger, which has positioning, but doesn't let you move your characters to work that positioning. Uh, this feels like a much more robust combat experience. Mm-hmm. And and I just found it really inventive and really, really interesting and I just wish I could have spent more time with it and felt less pressure. Well, I think that uh, job well done. First of all, you beat the game. That's what yeah. you wanted to do. You said you're going to do it. You did it. And again, like it causes some reflection. Nothing bad with that. Cool. Um, so outside you of know, Bobby, speaking of time pressure, uh, I also have played neon white. <laughs> uh, oh. lo- loaded up neon white. Knew that this was something on the backlog that uh, Johnny has talked a lot about. I believe you played a good amount of Neon White as well, correct? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have the reputation of hating things or having to find uh, issues with every every little thing, even the things I like. I, I like this game. It's good. It's good. And you're playing this on the Switch, right? Playing on the Switch. Uh, I, Does it probably use not a, the best play. Does it use a gyro? 
scope on that. It has too. that option. I have not been using it, but it has that option. I I wonder if that would I help mean, at I all. Think you're the ones I, who told me that the Steam Deck users really like that mode on that game. Oh, I I don't know. I, don't, I think I, I think you might have been the word to say that. That's the so from what I've been reading online when that game was you know the new hotness it's still the new hotness but when it was first out and the Steam Deck was starting to hit people's hands they were configuring the game to be played that way and loving life that was the meta way to play that game on handheld I believe it I think you could probably get a a little bit more fine tune with with gyroscope controls I haven't been playing it that way and. I can definitely tell. Uh, I feel like I'm missing missing things. They're you know they're not giving you auto aim or anything like that. Like if you're playing Destiny on a controller, uh, so you do right. still need to be pinpoint accurate, and that's tougher to do on sticks. But yeah. that game is is so much more about finding the puzzle and executing yep. on the puzzle, and I really enjoy playing through levels one time blind. And getting, I don't know, maybe a silver, maybe a gold if I'm doing doing something yeah. pretty well. And then unlocking, because unlocking the, like making progress towards that level where it unlocks things in the level. Whether it's the gift feature that has you exploring those yep. levels to, to their fullest extent. Which I think is really cool, where you don't care about your time, you're just kind of, you're it's almost like a it. separate puzzle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and especially in... I mean, I, I'm only through the second mission, which is a, you know, that, what is that, 20 levels at that point? I think there's 10 per, per mission. Yeah. Um, and even around this second mission set of levels, you start have start to have to think about the levels in a different way and, and think about the power-ups that, okay, I have these things that can, that can adjust, uh, affect my movement, and I need to make sure I collect a certain amount of each kind and... I'm using them in this in these places, and sometimes I have to go further into the level to find these things, and then backtrack to get this gift. Yeah. I think it's an interesting way to treat a game that is mostly about speedrunning, other than yeah. other than this gift thing. I think it's cool there, that that's there. There was a magic point when that game first hit the shelves, where of course the zeitgeist of like com- competition came out of like I know that I was I wouldn't I refused to move forward unless I could beat Johnny. And a lot of people had not been putting out content for it. There was no meta way to like, here's the fastest critical path to like get the, right. the top score. It was cool to see times getting shaved off and off and like wondering, well, how did they do that? Like what, did, what secret did mm-hmm. they find? And, and even it, the game facilitates some of that in that one, when, when you unlock, I, yep. I, I can't remember if it's like level two or level three on the, on the level itself, but it's if three. you, you get a, a like a hint yeah, that like pops up ghost. in the world and, and it's not even, it, it's not even that it outright tells you what to do. It, it's just a little thing that hangs in the air in a, in a specific part of the level and that's itself a little bit of a puzzle because sometimes it's as easy as, oh, I can just skip this whole part if I run up this way. But other parts, it's you still need to kill all the demons in these levels. You need to shoot them or, or dash into them or slice them, whichever you do. But if I'm skipping this section of the level that has a couple of enemies in it because I'm taking this jump, how do I still kill those enemies if I'm never seeing them? Right. And and so that's also part of the puzzle. 
of okay I, i'm taking the shortcut but i'm also like finding a way to get the, those other things done and that stuff's pretty cool as well and then like you said there's there is the added thing of there's a leaderboard with your friends and, and there's a global one as well but especially with your friends or finding finding that one person that hey it's, we're of a similar skill level there's that back and forth it's tied to your platform friend list right is that how that it works is. it okay. is so that means i i have not seen any of your times or johnny's times i only have my switch friends which means it's only brian glenn uh my, he's my probably friend a, out on the west a coast maniac at that game i bet so i think he is and yeah. i did talk to him about it yeah and and he said, well, there was, I guess something happened and his times got reset. So all he oh, had damn. were times for the first mission. And I guess they weren't even his good times or whatever. Because <laughs> I, I ended up beating all of those times because it's yeah. like, oh, I've got, I've got something to shoot for. These, these are the times that I want to beat. This is, my, this is my rival. And, and now I'm in the second mission and second set of levels and his times don't even show up there anymore. So Bummer. Um, yeah, it, it is a bummer because I, I think I would like that challenge. There is a, the, the first time I remember caring about a leaderboard or caring about something in this specific sense. Leaderboards have been around forever, but uh, was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the uh, the oh, yeah. remake of that on the 360 where that had the auto log. Oh, yeah. And that I used a lot to have the Xbox 360 sure. friends list that you're getting times on all these different races Oh, see that that this person and they always floated that up to you that this yep. person is three seconds faster than you. Yeah, you beat these other people by five seconds, but that Fortune person is a pretty good job too. <coughs> like, yeah, this this person's discovered Definitely. this many roads. This is their. I, I do appreciate the the gravitars or whatever they're calling them in that that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is pretty neat. Um, so it, it it was nice to have a little bit of a rival there, uh, yep. but now that I now that I've run out of that. I'm still, I'm just like, okay, I just need to platinum everything. I just want to hit the platinum medal for yep. all of these. And for a lot of them, it's if you find the right shortcut, right. then you're going to get platinum kind of no matter what. The the execution isn't that big of a deal. So I don't want to say it's easy because it's not. And I'm sure I'm not the best neon white player out there, especially when I'm playing on a controller. Right. But I, I'm going for these goals that are comparatively easy compared to somebody, another human being, and we're we're vying for the top and shaving off times each time. On yeah. the bright side, though, it's helping me complete this game a lot faster. That I'm not replaying the levels a billion times. I'm only replaying absolutely them a handful of times so I, I can get my platinums. I ended up getting to a point where I was just like, you know what? Like unlock, like beat the mission. And then go back through and get your shit because those presents do unlock more levels, and that those some those levels are some of my favorite. Okay, all right, that that's what I needed to hear because I I think the one weak part of the game it's not even it's not even that it's weak. The story stuff is not is not it's, a big deal to me. Yeah, I think the voice acting is really great. Not just that you got Spike Spiegel, but uh, I think all the the neons have have solid voice acting. There's just a part of me that goes, I just want to like you got me so hyped up to to keep running levels and I just want to get back in. It's like a super meatball kind of thing of I just right. need to go, go, go. Right. And you do a handful of levels and then they go, actually, actually, wait, would you like a visual novel now? And I go, ah. not really. I've not enjoyed here. a visual novel. Yeah, it's like I've enjoyed a visual novel from time to time. I'm not I'm not against it, but 
you can't a, you can't put me in this mood and then take me back it's down. A I just very can't do weird it. Weird pacing. It's a very weird pacing. But I yeah. will say, if you get the gifts, and even if it gets to a point like this, is totally something that you could use a guide for. In my opinion, get the gifts because they unlock the bonus levels from each neon, and those are really okay. fucking cool to go through. Okay. Uh, I, I do think the story has some interesting stuff. Your, your sure. character has amnesia. Everybody else knows you, so you're kind of piecing together your relationships to all these different people, whether you dated somebody, uh, this guy is your best bro, maybe. Uh, it's. I think there's some interesting hooks in there, but the reason I'm here is because I want to get some fucking times <laughs> and and it does feel weird when it slows you down and then like when they take you to the hub world and they go well here's all these different things you can go back to your room you can go to the beach you can go and talk to these people and I'm like can I can I just play some fucking levels and you can there's an option of just like take your next mission do your do your next batch of levels but uh, it just it feels very weird for a game that seems to be all about go 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 for them to you think you're stop gonna finish you it sometimes uh I, I mean i don't know how long it is uh they they said there's like 10 days to judgment so i guess there's maybe 10 missions in all or, or maybe there's 11 if i did one set it's of about a, mission one set of levels before i think you're gonna be anywhere from like 11 to 12 hours depending on how much okay. time you spend chasing greatness i uh i haven't done a boss fight yet i know there are some boss fights that kind of change the way you play the game where it's it's less like a speed run and more right. more like a shooter yeah uh, so i want to try at least one of those or get to at least one of those so i can know that but at this point we're in we're in november it's the start of november but we're in november i i'm getting to the point of i need to knock some fucking games out uh on I'm the backlog you. and with you man and I like this, and I want to keep playing more of it, but I kind of know what Neon White's about, and I like it. Yeah. But how? if I play seven more hours of this game, is it going to show me something that is meaningfully different than how I feel about it in hour two or three? I don't Dad, know. I, 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 haven't, I haven't gotten as far to say yes or no to that, but I would say yeah. you've got a window right now before i know pokemon's yeah. coming up and we're going to talk about more games here in a little bit but um yeah i don't know man i'd say write it I'm, out if you're I'm, having fun so the the one that i know i need to finish is mm -hmm. norco hell yeah uh, that that's that's the one hell that yes. i know that that you're a big fan of that uh did i can't remember if johnny completed that or he did he it. was really high on okay. it too yeah um and i've i've started it a couple times but ne but norco is different from neon white in that I feel like I do need to finish Norco to understand how I feel about Norco. I would agree. And I don't necessarily feel the same thing about Neon White because that game has a very arcade experience that I think I pretty well understand at this point. And like, again, I like it. I get it. I yeah. know I know what's happening here. But how much more do I need to play to solidify my thoughts on that? I don't know. Norco have to do that. There's a couple other games in the in the pipe. Um I was <sighs> I'm going back and forth on whether I am going to play slash finish Immortality, which is also high on my I'm list. Looking at the icon right now on my desktop. I've been wanting to yeah. check it out. Yep. I, I think that is going to be a, hey, if this PC can get finished uh, being built, that that's probably something I'll, if I can For just sure. sit down and, and get on. I, I know there are ways to play that game now. I could play it on my Steam Deck, but 
Um, I think that's yeah. something that I want to be able to have a mouse and a keyboard and, and just be ready to sit down and play instead of trying I've, to. I've heard. On a small I've screen. heard it is far better with a controller if you can believe that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just well, a heads then, up. Then hooking up a controller to to the uh, so to Chase, the computer. You be live live. You've started neon white, and you've got a few mm-hmm. backlog items you're, you're going to be checking on. Uh, you'll hear more about those in the coming weeks. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I hope. Um, immortality it, it very well could be something that I just end up playing in 2023 but sure. uh, I, I think that game seems pretty cool I, I really liked her story I've kind of skipped the the other games uh, that, that those people have made and uh, but immortality sounds like hey this is one you shouldn't miss and so yeah. I, I want to come back and, and try that Awesome. Well, uh, Chase, thank you for that update there. I've got a couple of new games um, outside of Cyberpunk, but there is one other game that I do not have written down here for you that I'm going to talk about. Um, So we spent some time reflecting on how we manage to continue playing games and spend time in it and how we maybe put ourselves in an unfair position to rush through games and get frustrated with games when they don't meet the pacing. Um, But this whole time I played cyberpunk i was just really reflecting on what what like maybe it's okay to go back and give something a second try and maybe it's okay to go back with a fresh perspective and maybe a humbled perspective and because i had such a positive experience playing a game a different way that i had written off i decided it was probably okay for me to go back to red dead redemption 2 and oh no i <laughs> oh I fired up Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. I, got it, I got it on PC. It was oh, I know why Johnny's not here. I would not do this if he was here. Um, <laughs> but I did tell Johnny I was playing this, and I told myself that this is a game that I really struggled with mechanically. I loved Arthur Morgan. I think he's a fantastic character, but the controls felt bad. And what I'm here to tell you is, is that the controls still feel bad, but... I have a very different outlook. I told you, I'm like, I think I just kind of want to not even do any missions on this game. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to hop on the horse and go. And Oh, I, you want to relax in the video game. I want to relax in the video game. And so sure. I'm just going out. I'll do a little hunting, a little fishing, whatever that would be. I'm bringing stuff back to camp. And I'm shooting thugs that need to be shot. And I'm not following the things that made me frustrated, which eventually I'm going to have to. But what I'm here to say is, is from an exploratory standpoint and just a sheer like magnificence of like being in a world, it's very well done. Mechanically, it has problems. I will say running that thing on a PC capable of running it the way it should be. It looks stunning. Even today, Um, it's a very breathtaking world to be in. I don't know how much time I'm going to spend there, but it has been an interesting reflection for a podcaster about video games to go back to one that he has violently dismissed and written off. And I know people revere it as like the greatest game ever made. I don't think it's that. I still feel that way, but I do think Arthur Morgan's one of the better characters that we've probably gotten in some time. And I think that they've made a really cool world. I wish it felt as good as it looks. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Uh, I think that's fair. And I, I don't even know if it's that it controls 
poorly. It's just that it's so complex in in the amount of things that it allows you to do that you just get so lost. There there is that thing, you know, there's that <laughs> I remember that it's YouTube big. cut where where people are just getting kicked by their horses because they accidentally hit their horse instead of petting it like they meant to or they they shot when they meant to oh, do yeah. something else and it's so easy to get misclicks in a game like that because there's so many things of oh I got to hold this trigger and press this button to be able to do all these different actions and I think that's to the game's detriment unfortunately I also like this is a I'm not I'm not here to unpack this again but I will say I still find it baffling that a game set in the wild west has the same level of scrutiny and police state that we have today when it would come to Pinkertons and sheriffs. Like I literally was reading my phone, not moving in the game and somebody was on their horse and walked into me and they got super pissed and they pulled a gun on me. So they were trying to shoot me. I shot them and immediately the long arm of the law was after me. I'm like, that is not how shit would have been back in the <laughs> wild west so anyway uh normalize going back to games that you wrote off and checking in on them and either confirming move away from recency bias move away from zeitgeist i think that's a pretty cool thing and that could even be a deep dive in itself pick yeah. a game that you have actively it's, dismissed i mean it's it's too bad we have a podcast <laughs> i know because uh, we could play games in a lot in a lot healthier ways and yep. probably have a lot better time with them but unfortunately we do have a podcast so yep. fuck all that bobby what have you played this week that hopefully you finished <laughs> uh i did not finish either one of these games but i started two new games uh Sig- signalis i think is how you pronounce it signal signalis signalis i've heard it pronounced two different ways um okay. i don't know if you've seen anything about this game or not but this is making okay. the rounds it just hit game pass uh overwhelmingly positive on steam this is a ps1 ps2 era survival horror game and it is a cyber it's like a sci-fi and you're playing this i am playing this yes aren't aren't Uh, you like me in that you're a chicken about this uh there's a weird thing that happens for me where a sci-fi setting kind of lessens the sting of some of these games um Like, I I plan on picking up the Callisto Protocol. I think that'll be a cool game. Uh, Dead Space was neat. Um, All that being said, uh, this feels... Like, I spent a lot of time on my Dreamcast playing Code Veronica, and I played, you know, Resident Evil 1 when that came out. I I liked Resident Evil 4 quite a bit. But this feels like the early days of Resident Evil. Like, you are kind of top-down view, moving your character. You're going to go to a door, go into the next room... You're going to find a key card. You're going to take that key card to go and open another door. You're going to find a save point to save your game. Um, I haven't gotten very far into it, but I will say I I don't know. I feel like I, I'm like old man yelling at the clouds every time I bring this up now, but I'm just having a really hard time with the current trend of this low poly PS1 N64 era of graphics. I just... 
it just really like rubs me the wrong way because but it, you were feel you were feeling that way about pixel art like just pretty relatively recently like within the last year and like this is hey it's different it's, it's these are people it's not, shifting it's not that it's that i was i i love i love the way pixel art looks but i felt mm-hmm. like every indie game was going that route and this is just a newer version of it and the the thing about pixel art that i like more than this current trend is it's very apparent that this is just a modern day 3d model with some sort of filter over it and it Mm -hmm. it looks it looks like there's an uh, there's an uncanniness to it it looks very weird to me it doesn't feel authentic yeah like pixel art there's a very specific intent and I, pixel art isn't even necessarily a nostalgia play. I think there there's some really good modern pixel art that feels right. extremely different than something you would play on on a Super Nintendo uh, or an eight bit console. Whereas, t- yes, to your point, it's really easy to get much better looking three D models than yeah. than something that you could get on a on a Nintendo 64. So it does you have to like somebody has to really go out of their way to make something look like shit yes. <laughs> uh, to to reference those kinds of things compared to pixel art which feels more like a a medium choice than it is uh that it is going for a, a specific era look. Yeah. Um but again like this game so I, I didn't mention this it's made by uh rose engine it's uh 20 bucks right now uh very very well received but there is some combat that you would expect from like an earlier uh resident evil you're going up to a desk and it's giving you that really up close look at the desk the buttons there's going to be hidden things that like there might be a pattern that you would have seen on a screen prior that that is now going to be a code you put in somewhere it's a very slow moving game it's a very methodical game um i just don't know if i will see it through i probably wouldn't have picked it up uh even though it's getting a lot of praise right now but being on game pass i was like you know what i'll at least check it out it is getting a lot of hype um, I want to see what it has to do, and so far, it's it seems pretty pretty competent. Um, I think it's like an eleven hour game as well, so not a huge commitment. But depending on how crafty you are and how swift you are, um, could be a longer longer game for you for sure. But that's not the only new thing I've played. Uh, I played another game that you and I demoed during one of the next fest streams, which, uh, the case of the golden idol is out and this game fucking rules. Uh, I know that I really enjoyed my time playing this on stream with you. Uh, I had kind of forgot that it was coming out. It was on my wish list. I was going through it to make sure that I had missed anything and ended up downloading it. And I've now gotten well past those first two worlds that we looked at in the stream. Uh, this is made by Color Gray Games. It is $17.99 on Steam. It is sitting at an overwhelmingly positive. It came out October 13th completely. Um, it runs great on the Steam Deck. They've got full controller support for it also. And that seems like a pretty okay place to check this out. But I would I never played Oberdin. I watched people play Oberdin and it's really cool. I think that I missed the window for that game when it was just like really hot and people were. Mm, maybe. Yeah. 
I mean, I I feel like I caught a second wave of that game when it came to Switch because that's when I played it, which was way after when it was on PC. So I I kind of missed that first wave of people, but I, I had a good time. But I but I understand. I mean, it's it's similar thing I had with Neon White of like I like this game, but I feel like nobody's talking about Neon White anymore. The the zeitgeist for it, the 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 moment has has passed, and there's yeah. something weird about it. So it's also the same feeling I had when I watched Lost. I watched Lost on fucking Netflix, which just yeah. meant you just keep watching. You don't you don't ask people the questions at the water. You don't get to to theorize with different people about oh what do the polar bears mean or blah blah blah. It's like fuck that. No, I just it's it's going to autoplay the next episode for me. I just keep watching, yep. uh, which is I think a terrible way to watch Lost because you don't have all the fun it stuff just, with it. Exactly. It all just kind of throws in there and you don't get to have the fun questions. And sometimes sometimes you just get the immediate answer with the next thing. It's also it's also something kind of funny. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your segment here, but um, I've been very slowly reading. We do a TV podcast. We know <laughs> uh, this isn't about TV. This is a book. Gross. Johnny's yeah, not here. We don't need to talk about him. <laughs> uh, but I've very been very slowly reading Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and that those chapters will always end with, "Hey, this guy's in peril. What's going to happen to him? You'll have to find out the at the next chapter." And the next chapter always starts with, "Ah, eh, he was fine. He got away." <laughs> um, like that's that's they try to like leave everything on a cliffhanger, and then <laughs> and then it's always. Eh, fuck it. We don't care. We're we're moving on to this next thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a very uh, it's a very funny way of doing things. So some things about this game that I think work really well. Um, this is kind of an adventure game. I I, I think that I think it's a fair way yeah. to, to call it out. I, and, puzzle adventure, I guess. So you are there's there's an exploring mode and a thinking mode and both are really fun mm-hmm. like even a little papers please to some of the the stuff that you're doing in there but as I, think, ex- I think Obra Dinn's like a really good comparison because both games are kind of a reverse mad libs in a like, way yeah who done it yeah because the because the information's in front it's not like mad libs where i get to write in a bunch of stuff and then right see the result it's i look at what the result is and now i try to reverse engineer okay what parts go into these blank spaces to make the mad lib work yeah so like you click on a, a photo or a bag camera zooms in you're in the bag there's a handful of items one of those could be a map you click on the map and you're going to see a series of words. Now this is on by default. You can turn this off if you really want to just go into it pure, but they will underline clickable items that you can then add those words to your pool for your Mad Lib and they're color coordinated. So like orange is going to be uh, like a name. I think yellow is going to be a location. Gray is going to be an activity. And as you start to click, you're just seeing all these words pop down into this bar at the bottom of your screen. So now you've got a whole library of words that are color coordinated. You go into thinking mode and that's where the Mad Lib is. It's like, okay, blank, blank, push blank, blank off of a mountain in blank of blank. Um, And then it's like, okay, well, all the information you need to your point is in there. You'll know, oh, that's henry who pushed oliver because i know this bag had that information on it and i can bring that name over and so in the thinking tab it lets you 
it'll have everybody's pictures like okay that is henry i know that that's henry so i'm going to name them uh you're also putting locations in so then you've kind of identified who's who then you bring that over to solve the puzzle and it'll let you know like hey two of the four words you have here are right you need to redo a few things there is a hint system i have not used it yet because i am smart but it is uh it's a really really cool game i'm i'm having such a good time with it i don't think it's going to be very long at all um i think this is probably like a four to five hour game at that if i had to guess so i'm gonna get through these chapters and have a blast with it um very very cool i think again 17 17 bucks 18 bucks uh check it out i believe it is only on pc at the time of recording this let me just keep myself honest really quick uh no i can't tell they don't have an actual website for it so i think it's on pc only uh but could be coming to other platforms and that's what i've been up to man i've been playing i beat cyberpunk started playing red dead again because i'm a sicko and i started signalis or signalis and uh the case of the golden idol and and we know johnny's not here but uh johnny's been playing some of that mario plus rabbits which that that also is is on the backlog list i just need to i just need to jump in and and try that out and feel it for myself i've watched you play a lot of it we've done a bunch of streams on it recently um i just i just need to feel how that game feels and and confirm that it is what i think it is and then he's also been playing some modern warfare 2 de-escalating situations and all that so good for good for him now bobby I know we're about to talk about the month of November, but before we do that, we always have to talk about the month prior, which uh, was October. October. Hardly uh, knew her. <laughs> Nice. Uh, let's let's go through our through our picks of October and see how well they held up. So I had Mario plus Rabbids, I guess, because uh, honestly, I thought October was kind of weak. Um, I did end up buying Mario Plus Rabbids, but it was it was very recently. I still haven't played that, but we've been talking about it a lot here. Uh, and then I said Bayonetta will be good, but I probably won't play it. I didn't uh, foresee how much uh, controversy there would be about the uh, the voice acting stuff. We haven't talked Ooh. about that on the show at all, but we have. Um, did we? Okay. I think I, it was when you were out. Okay, that could be. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird situation there. I mean, it, yeah. it's I think it's definitely on platinum that they did a shitty thing, but it's I, I don't There's know how much some, of that affects. So, I mean, game we part of we, it. we covered it. It was fibbage to a degree on both parts. It was just nasty, mm-hmm. not fun. yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't seen much about like the game part of it. But uh, I, I mean, it's gotten good reviews. People seem to really like good. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes sense to me, but I also said I probably wouldn't play it because if I'm going to play a Bayonetta game, I need to play Bayonetta 2 because that's the one that I would be on at this point. And I hear very good things about Bayonetta 2, so I would really like to try that out. Bobby, you had Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks to Hope, which you've been uh, very positive on and people have seen. Uh, Gotham Knights, how's how's that one going for you, buddy? Uh, I did play a little bit of it. I tried to play a little bit of it. Uh, my cousin picked it up, had it on game library share, mm-hmm. and uh, that game is not good. So no regrets. No, yeah, I mean, I'm thankful I didn't pick it up. Uh, but yeah, not good, and it's a bummer because I really like the Arkham games. I'm a big Batman fan. Had high hopes for it. 
loot-based Batman game, count me in. I think this will be something, maybe from what I've learned, let them work on the game, let it get patched the way it needs to. Maybe I'll check it out down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it needs, you know, a handful of those to it does really figure out what it wants to be. It needs a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, you also had PGA Tour 2K23, which we've streamed and quick looked and, and done it. some stuff with. Good, good. Um, and then Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which I don't think you played. I have not played. I will just say I I was under the wrong impression of what this game was. I thought what, this what was like this a le- I thought it was a Left for Dead. It's more of a Friday the Thirteenth, and I hear it's uh, actually pretty okay. good as one of those one person places the ghost, everyone mm-hmm. tries to capture the ghost, and I, I've heard really positive things about it, but I just that's a game where you need where you need people. You need and clearly, I mean, it's only two of us tonight, so hard to yeah. hard to have reliable playthroughs, and and I I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn here. I don't, I'm not even. I don't really think Ghostbusters is all that good. Shocking. I, I, think it's fine. Yeah. Shocking. I, I thought I I like the move. I like the movie, it's... and then I kind of like the second movie, and that's where it ends. I don't. I don't need. I don't need a big. I don't need a big Ghostbusters everything. Yeah. There's. I mean, the Johnny. Johnny game. also. Johnny loves the Ghostbusters though, and Johnny also had uh, this Ghostbusters spirit unleashed he didn't, he didn't on his. Pick it picks. up either because he knows yeah. that. Deep down, he hates hanging out with people, so he didn't That's want to do that either. That's absolutely true. Uh, he had Mario plus Robin Sparks of Hope and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. He's super uh, high both on of both which, of those. Super yeah, high. We, we've talked. We've talked about both of those. So uh, let's move into the free stuff that you can get in the month of November for PlayStation Plus Essentials. Neo Two for both PS4 and PS5 is your is your big get, uh, which I think you know that's that's cool. Uh, I I got the original Neo from PlayStation Plus at one point. So uh, when's the last time my, you played a game you got from PlayStation Plus? Have you have you thing. played a game in 2022 that you got from PlayStation Plus? In 2022, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Uh, I've I've definitely added many to my library. I added uh, was it Need for Speed Heat recently? Why do you have that? Why do you have PlayStation Plus? Uh, Because I can play games online. That's how I play Destiny. Destiny is a free to play game now. I don't think the online on PlayStation makes it free. I'm pretty sure you don't have to have. I think okay. that the, uh, double check. All, I, either, all I'm saying I, is, either I had this way, conversation. I don't know. This morning, with a group of people around, like, why do we still pay yeah. for? Because I was asking those same questions. When was the last time you played a game? When, like, what do you benefit from it? Uh, there was also a news story that they've they've lost two million subscribers this year. I can believe it. Sorry, uh, not I, to I go think... down a news story here. That's no, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, I, I think the way that they've rolled out these other PlayStation Plus tiers has been pretty terrible. Yep. I think the it's not like it was great before with you had your PlayStation Now and all these other different services that were kind of out there as well. But trying to simplify them in a way that 
seems even more complicated to people, uh, I think has, has become a real bummer. Uh, I get what you're saying. I still add uh, almost all of these games to my library. Uh, I could see myself playing them at some point. <laughs> um, but so I guess I don't mind just collecting them at the moment and, and seeing what happens. But uh, I mean, I got rid of Netflix at one point, so it's it's possible that I could get rid of this as well. But I yeah, hey, I was just curious because um, I maybe I, maybe things will be different once I have a personal computer. Yeah. And I just confirmed. We'll so you can play everything without friends on Destiny 2. Okay. Well, I still raid with the clan yeah, a little bit. It just so seems, I, I it seems like that. a weird thing. Anyway, that's a whole other that conversation. Um, also, what you can get on PlayStation Plus Essentials, Lego Harry Potter Collection for the PS4 and Heavenly Bodies for the PS4. I don't remember what Heavenly Bodies is. is I'm not going to look it up. That's not the one where I'm thinking of the blonde-haired girl that floats around the sky. They made a sequel that's to Gravity it. Rush. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Heavenly Sword, and I'm like, one, that's a PS3 game, and oh, two, oh, she has red hair. He- Heavenly Bodies is the astronaut. Um, what's the game where you have to like, make your character walk? Quop? Quop? Uh, like, it's really. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Quop. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the co op space station quop game. Okay. Where, like, you can move arms and grab each other. I mean, it looks like. I mean, okay, that that sounds a little bit familiar. All we right. would we would hate each other if we tried to play that game. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, for Xbox games with gold, uh, remember they got rid of the 360 stuff, so now we're only getting Xbox Series games. Praetorians HD remaster and Dead End Job. So uh, hot uh, stuff. I hot dude, stuff there I, in games with gold. I long for the day where we can just stop talking about games with gold and just go straight game pass, like get rid of it. I'd honestly be fine cutting the free stuff from these, uh, from these podcasts entirely because they've been so weak. I know you want to talk about game pass and, and it is, I I think maybe there's a way that we could retool stuff to, to add the game pass stuff within the, the actual monthly preview, but we'll see anyway. Uh, we're talking about Game Pass. Why don't you tell us about some of the Game Pass games that are coming out this month? As the time of this recording, which is November 2nd, we have three games that hit on the first, which is The Legend of Tyndine, I believe, uh, Walking Dead, New Frontier, Michonne, which I think is two separate games. Okay. Um, uh, tomorrow on 11.3, Ghost Song comes out. We get Football Manager 2023, which I'm not sure if Johnny will be into that or not. I don't think he plays those. No, uh, he's, he's a FIFA guy, not a Football Manager guy. Got it. Uh, we also get Return to Monkey Island coming to Game Pass, which I think that came out a month or two ago. Uh, and then uh, Vampire Survivors, which just celebrated this 1.0 launch, is going to be hitting console. And then on 11.15, we get Pentiment, which is a game we'll talk about in a little bit. And Somerville, which I don't know if we're talking about Somerville or not. I don't think I have it listed, no. Okay, I don't know if that's a brand new game or not. But anyway, that's what happened with Game Pass. Not a bad lineup for this month. I know there's a few that I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Survivors, I... 
I think about that game a lot. I go back to it every once in a while. That game continues to be really cool, and uh, they they just kind of keep adding stuff to it. So good on them. It's been on the like top downloaded list every month since the Steam Deck has been a thing for that console. I believe it. It's it's so cheap. It's so good on the Steam Deck. I think it's just a it's a really solid solid yeah. game for that. Anyway, let's get into the November monthly releases. On the first, we're getting Lonesome Village oh, for PC on, Switch. Got to fix our screen here. Our, our windows yeah, are all. I'm, uh, I'm on half of both of these screens. I love l- it. Let me see if I, I can do something really quick that might make this a fast fix. Give me one okay. second. This is really going to work well for the show. I am going to share this window with you. And that is the wrong window for me. Um, so let me stop sharing that. <laughs> I think it looks perfect. What are, what are you talking um, about? Except I'm listed as Bobby P's. That's that's not good. Yeah, give me one second, Chase. I'm just going to copy us okay. over so we can do this right on stream. Sure. Hey, it's uh-huh. our show. We were talking about not absolutely. rushing through games. We're not going to rush through the episode either. <laughs> we got we got plenty of time. You know, I mean, you we're know, we're making good time without Johnny here. You know what the problem is? Johnny not being here. That oh yeah, that screws up the. Yeah, that's right. why that is a thing. And we typically anyway, I will fix this really quick. Give me give me a second all to good. do that. All good. No rush here at all. Um how can I vamp for some time? Talk uh they, they put out World Series. Uh okay. The World Series. Yeah. Why why should people care this year about the World Series? I would say in a, in a one to two minute pitch, because that's probably all it's going to Sure. Uh, the reason people should tune into this World Series is because the Astros are in it. And the Astros have become one of the most hateable teams in baseball in the Why last handful of years. So the Astros were part of a cheating scandal in 2017 when they won the World Series. Then uh, Got it. they were banging. They were banging on trash cans to kind of tip pitches to their batters okay. uh, so they knew they had a better idea of what was coming not everybody was doing it but enough people were doing it that it was uh, a, a big deal um, yeah they cheated people were people were angry about it but the reason people are still angry about it good the reason people are still angry about it is that they got a slap on the wrist like oh. nothing happened absolutely nothing happened none of the players got suspended nobody paid a big fine or anything it was kind of just don't don't do that again i guess so now everybody hates them uh even though there's only like five players on that that team that were from 2017 they're all it's still still. it's still just everybody's still just fuck the astros um and the phillies are just like a down on their luck team who have somehow put together a really cool run and i don't really even love the phillies they knocked us out the cardinals but um they're they are much more fun to root for than the astros and right now they're they're uh tied i think two two so that's nice. pretty fun uh i tried in the series two two right on anyway ready to go yeah let's do it cool uh, on the 1st of November, it's already out as Lonesome Village coming to PC, Switch, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Uh, it's This seems like a Bobby thing. You got a little bit of Zelda. You got a little bit of Animal Crossing. You got a little Stardew Valley here. Uh, Bobby, what do you think when you see Lonesome Village? I 
I don't know if it's the art that has me not super jazzed, but uh, yeah. I like the art and I go back and forth from like Flash game. I, I've got a lot of games like this right now that mm-hmm. I'm at a point now where I think they need what? some... Name, name another game that's like Zelda where you play as a fox. Name me one. <laughs> Tunic. Impossible. What? Um, no. But You're making no, that up. There's no combat in this game, which I don't want to diminish it for that because, quite frankly, I think Sarah's pretty excited for this one. I showed it to her, and I'm like, this might be something I you're into. It. And yeah. uh, I think there's a place for it, and I do think it looks good. Um, but all that being said, I don't know if I will be picking this up this year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, on the fourth, Harvestella comes to PC and Switch. Speaking of farming stuff, this is a JRPG meeting a farming sim from Square Enix. Uh, I think the art on this looks relatively good. I think the farming looks really bad. Like not the yes. not the farming itself, but the the uh, the the graphics the visuals the, the animations yes. in the farming looks pretty looks pretty r- yeah. rough and weak to me i'm, I'm also uh, really curious like who, who's gonna like who is this for i know there's gonna be a big audience that plays it. i know there will be yeah i mean so th- there's the rune factory games that that series is basic is a lot like what this seems to be doing which is hey here's some farming and then here's some jrpg and mix those together yeah. This one seems like, yeah, we're doing that, but we took out all the Harvest Moon looking characters and put in the Final Fantasy looking characters. Yeah. Go go nuts. And like the the combat stuff, when I'm looking at it, like this stuff looks kind of cool. The talking heads I think look look really nice. That that art I like. Uh yeah. it's just it's just when you get to the farming, I go, I don't care about any Dude, of this shit. If and there was a, how much farming's gonna be in here? If there was a JRPG that would like put its hooks in me it'd be the one where i could be a farmer i i just don't know if this is i mean again like if you would tell me like right now if i just tuned in and heard me and you talking and i saw this and they heard us talking about a farming game i'd be like what the fuck is the casual hour even talking about because this does not look like one that's why i'm really that looks like farming yeah farming and fishing there you go um but that's that's why i'm really curious to see what the ratio is from farming to fighting and that's probably going to be the biggest determining factor if i can ignore or automate most if not all of the farming i could see myself picking this up but if this is something where i have to constantly check in on my farm then no did you say it was pc only or i'm switch only pc and switch pc and switch okay i would probably grab it on pc if i was going to get it though yep Huh. Uh, also on the fourth is Nike goddess of victory for Android and iOS. Bobby, I had two notes here. Note number one: I just need Bobby to watch this trailer. Two: Oh my god, the game part of this game looks Dude. like total shit. Bobby, did you watch this trailer? I did. It looks so bad. Can we just move on? No, we can't move on because I think the beginning of this thing that you that you were starting to skip over. I think the beginning of this trailer looks pretty good like i think the art looks pretty good i think it's it's starting to have a a somewhat interesting premise uh and then you get to the game part of this which is about halfway in you i love i love your threshold for what looks pretty good in comparison to what you've made notes about what looks pretty bad 
I don't know. I, I mean, it looks like 13, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim uh, at the beginning. I'm like, okay, yeah, I think that art looks really good. I mean, this isn't vanillaware, but it's, I think the art looks solid. Uh, but then, yeah, skip more to like the halfway point where it gets the actual game part. And it's this fucking phone game, like God. touch shooter thing. And it's, oh, the, they throw the boobs in on you on this where it's all super Dude, booby geez. anime girls. You could, you could it's literally, so bad. You could literally. So, look at this. Look at this shit. I don't they, want, I don't want, I don't want to. <laughs> they put you, they put you in a perspective where you have to look at the girls' asses because you're shooting down oh, a range. Oh, those, those it's, poor fucking weaves that have so, to look at anime but it's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. Uh, no, I can't dude. tell if this is a gotcha game or not. It has oh, it, to be, right? It's, it has it's, a, to be. it's gotcha, all right. It definitely is gotcha. But <laughs> it's uh, it looks the game part of this looks so fucking terrible. Uh man, so I, I've this, seen are, some people are on Twitter it? going, "No, God, no!" I've seen people on Twitter going, "Oh, we're gonna start a clan." I like guys. You gotta, man. You gotta have some standards. What those are, are those are real like we talk about sickos these are real sickos <laughs> yeah even i have limits here uh let's move on to november 8th which we're getting a little to the left which is a, a much more wholesome experience this is coming to pc and mac uh we quick look this one this is just some some good old cozy fun you're seeing some some stuff from our from our quick look uh, I, early access part of it yeah i wonder so what's interesting is we talked about this on the show before. There was a placeholder and a pre-order on iOS for this game at the time of this demo. And I want to say that I grabbed it there because I thought it would work well. But yeah. now, like, you can't find anything about that game coming or being on iOS. I wonder, I wonder what happened, whether they... Whether it got popular enough where they thought, okay, we need to actually make more out of this, or maybe they got some deal with somebody. I don't I don't know. I, I thought uh, it might end up on Apple Arcade, to be honest with you. I could see that, sure. But but then you'd feel like you would be able to find it easier on iOS. Right. Um Yeah, like the only thing I saw listed was PC and Mac, so maybe iOS is coming later or mobile versions are coming later. Uh it's it's I like good. I like the idea. I like what's going on here. Uh, it definitely has a, at least mechanically, it has a very Florence feel. It has a very yeah. um, what's the what's the other game that we always talk about? Unpacking. Um, no, this is the one where you fix the things. Oh God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. I know. We liked that game. We liked that game a lot. I like it so much. <laughs> I never know what it's called, and then I'm always yep. like, oh yeah, that's the name of it. Um, uh huh. The, it's the same as the, the duck tactical game Valley. that I you always forget. Mutant Year Zero. Valley, us two. Hang on a second. No. Um, I will handle with care. Handle with hand, care. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pulled that out. Um, yeah. It, so it feels very much in that vein, and I love those little experiences. I like to to play them and finish them. This one, I think, has some sort of daily stuff they talked about. There's going to be some kind of like daily procedural challenge. Cool. Um, and I wonder how much story there is here. I know there's. I know it's based on like the couple's cat. Yeah. Or part of it's at least based on the the couple, the developers who are a couple. Uh, their cat that kind of is mischievous. And sometimes the cat will show up in this game and, and mess up some of the stuff that you're doing. So 
we'll we'll see what this game actually ends up being but i it just seems like some cozy interesting fun that i the, that i just the internet play. is going to love it they will and i last time i checked i was on the internet yes for now there's a cat. Uh, let's move on. Also on the 8th, Sonic Frontiers is coming to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Oh, Bobby. You're going to get this game. No, absolutely not. You're going to no, get this game. I am not. My my Sonic fandom is has been strained many a time. And I think this is a bridge too far. This All right. Is, I know that we're not a review site. We're uh-huh. an opinion site. We're a personality site. Yeah. But uh-huh. if we were a review site, I, I would like for you to tell me on a scale sure. of one to 10, what number this game's review score is going to be. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Uh, I I think this is going to be a, a 6.5. Ooh, that's higher than I was going for this one. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think you're it's gonna, gonna be a four. I think you're gonna have people who say that there's there's gonna be some fun to the platforming. There's going to be it's. I think it's going to be very similar to like a, a Sonic Unleashed, where yeah. you had the daytime levels that people liked because it felt like fucking Sonic. It felt like oh, we're going fast, we're doing doing cool stuff, um, and those those levels felt cool. And then you get to the night stages where you were playing as the Werehog. And it just didn't feel like Sonic. It didn't feel fun. Combat was kind of all over the place. And and I think this is going to be similar in that there are going to be parts of this game where you're just speeding along. I think they've even shown there's like dimensions, zones that you go to that are kind of kind of like a Mario Sunshine thing where it's yeah, here's like you have this hub game that you're playing, but then you also can go to these kind of secret th- secret stages that are more normal mario skill based things and i think this is going to have a similar thing where hey you can go and play like a one-off linear sonic level and then you come back to this open world that looks dead and boring i I was about to say this is maybe one of the the most uninspiring open worlds i have visually seen i don't know what it feels like to be in it but man this world looks flat and empty yeah, when I've when I've heard it, I think the music is really uninspired. I love Sonic the Hedgehog music. Yeah, and I, and the Sonic the Hedgehog music that I love would not fit this. But I don't. I just don't really like anything in here. It it's not yeah. my thing at all. Yeah, this does not look great. And again, like in a uh, in a world where it's not the exact same thing, but when you talk about games with flow states, like the one from Heart Machine last year. I think mm-hmm. games that explore speed and traversal and even some combat in the like Sonic is not the only hedgehog on the block any longer. And there's mm-hmm. other people making some. Yeah, there's Shadow, stuff. there's Silver, there's Amy um, Rose. I, yeah. I'm not a sicko Lots like you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do think that there's something to be said about there's better examples for them to, to follow for how to make Sonic work in this environment out there today. Yeah, I, I get that. Sonic is not necessarily for me anymore that Sonic is a big thing for for children. Uh, those those movies have uh, amazingly done really really well. Yes. And they sure have. And, and so you have you have younger kids who play these Sonic games and they eat them up. Um 
and and I'm over here going, will you please make a Mania two? Please make a Sonic Mania two. Sure. Uh, let let me remember that Sonic was good. And and it's not that it's not that 2D Sonic is the only Sonic for me. I I really like Sonic Adventure two. I'm I'm a sicko in that in that respect. Uh, they've made fun uh, 3D Sonic games. I almost said good, and then I had to take that back. Uh, right. They've made fun 3D Sonic games. This just doesn't look like it. It's yeah, I'm with you, man. It does not look good. Yeah, yeah. let's move on uh, to another game that's probably also going to be bad from a, a well loved franchise. I'm so I'm so kidding, Bobby. <laughs> just just I, just playing with you. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like I we're talking about God of War Ragnarok here, and mm-hmm. I. I I am wondering if there's enough tricks up the sleeves here to make this feel as impactful as this retelling of a beloved character in a new way as what 2018's did. And I I think that like I really like this version of Kratos. I really like the um, Norse mm-hmm. mythology that they're going for. We'll see. Like this is prestige gaming, man. This is a big fucking game. It's a Sony exclusive. Yeah. See, I don't think they have to do much to satisfy the the people who like this God of War. That oh, I think I think you can tell you could tell whatever story about Odin and and Thor that's in here. Um, by the way, this game's coming out on the ninth PS4 and PS5. I didn't know that it was also getting a PS4 version. Yes. Uh, well, and I, it- what <laughs> excuse me like well it's because um because they can't get enough ps5s out there yes that's honest like that is what it that is what it is um but they did however this this year um horizon forbidden west was the last free path to upgrade so if you bought it on ps4 you would be able to upgrade for free to yeah. uh but now you have to pay the the toll to i don't know it's there. just it's just wild to me that this is this is supposed to this is probably the premier playstation game this year dude this, this is, is the I, biggest I, one i would say i would say that this is the biggest game this year period from a i, from a, I, I mean well ooh, ooh, call of duty's way up there there's a big call of duty year yeah but but the call of duty's all the time call of duty's an every every year thing it, it kind of is like a what i i mean it's like saying oh the biggest game this year is fifa Fuck off. We know, we yeah. know FIFA sells a lot of numbers, but like this is this is this the is big it. game. This is the this big is a game. big bet for Sony. And it's weird to me that you go, yeah, we'll just also put this on PS4. I know why they're doing that is that they want to sell more copies. But yeah. if this is supposed to be your premier title that you are now that Sony has has dipped into this, we are the prestige video gaming story stuff we're the cutting edge of everything how do you put this out on ps4 and also still claim that you are the most cutting edge of the cutting edge what like just beyond pisses me off is that they could have easily launched this thing day and date on pc they've got god of war on pc they did they it took them a while to get there but now they're moving more towards this like okay it's been a year on our hardware and these Mm -hmm. fucking buffoons at sony are putting this prestige huge platform obviously built for next gen on ps4 when they have uh clearly they have seen people love their games on pc 
launch it on PC you're, and just fucking make the money. You're right, but they make more money if you stick in their full ecosystem. If you, you're if right. They I'll, want to get as many people buying a PS5 as I'm possible. Gonna, I'm gonna buy my $400 PlayStation Five. I'm gonna spend my $550 on a headset. I'm gonna spend $200 on the Pro controller, and I'm gonna be all in. All there in. are people who there are people who do that. It's it's really weird for me that I have the PlayStation Five, that I Same. have the ability to play this game in its best fashion right now, and uh, these just aren't the games I want from Sony. I've I'm not I'm not their I'm not the prestige story guy. I don't I don't care about these kinds of games and. And it makes me wonder why why do I have a PS5? And the answer is because weird Japanese stuff that Xbox isn't getting, um, but is too nice to be on a Switch. Uh, that's the reason I have a PS5. Also, Destiny 2. That's the reason I have a PS5. Uh, faster loading times to the I'm tower. Also, that's why I have a PS5. I don't want to get into some spoiler territory, but uh, actually by the time you're listening to the show, reviews will be up for the game. Those left on November 3rd. What I have seen and heard so far that has me very intrigued is the almost um, crime family aspect that they're that portrayal, like that idea ideology that they're using for some of these, like for Odin being the godfather and his sons. And um, there's a guy, I believe he's from the West Wing, who is voicing Odin in this yeah it's to it's toby which and, is which is richard schiff which is a, a very funny voice to me because he is so recognizable as his west wing character i cannot see him as odin even when he's speaking as odin so i'm really curious about that i'm also very curious because this is a confirmed like hey this story with kratos and the norse mythology like it's done after this game like we're not making this a trilogy like this is two games telling the story there so I am I'm looking for some closure um, on this storyline, and I really love 2018 God of War. So more God of War, even if it's not innovative God of War, I'm I'm all in for. I I will do, tell you right now do though. Do you think? Go ahead. Do you think they're going to try to pull a Last of Us here and have a section, e either a section where you play as Atreus, or there's a switch? at some point in the game where you are no longer playing as Kratos. I don't think they're going to kill Kratos, but I could definitely see a period in this game where it goes, okay, you don't play as Kratos anymore. Now you're playing as Atreus. I think that... Atreyu? Atreyu or Atreus? Atreus. Um, okay. I think. Pretty sure. Um, I don't know whether it will be wielded by Kratos or if they will do a Last of Us thing and you play as Thor. Um, but I absolutely mm. think that you are going to... A Last of Us Part 2. Uh, maybe not even that. I think Thor might change a view, uh, his, his views a bit on what you're trying to do. Um, I say that because the axe is ice, the blades are fire, and what is the one element missing from that? Grass. Grass. You're right. Thor's <laughs> No, you mean electricity, yes. And I, I can either Thor's see, just smoking weed. He's just high as shit. Um uh also speaking of um people, actors, he Thor is voiced by um Strong Side from Remember the Titans. I can't think of his name. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Um mm. played yeah. Opie. Uh, anyway, I think you're gonna get the hammer uh, either as Kratos or as Thor. 
I think that there's a possibility that Thor could die, or that Thor could die. I think you could kill Thor very early on in this game. Or yeah, I've I mean I've heard rumors that you know the first thing you do here is that you kill Thor. I could totally see that happening, and you just have the hammer as Kratos throughout the whole game. I could totally see that. Yep, and maybe because it it, it behaves so similarly to the axe, that could be in its benefit from like easy to animate for them and like you get this whole other element or it could just be maybe it's more of like a ground pound type thing like he's not fully worthy to to have all of it but he can he's strong enough as a demigod to just slam this thing down and do some shit i don't fucking know we'll find out in a week find out relatively soon yeah uh well, let's move on here we've got some other games to talk about on 11 11 make a wish uh we're getting tactics ogre reborn for the pc switch ps4 and ps5 uh, Tactics Ogre is a classic tactical RPG from the PS1 days. It had an update remake kind of thing on the PSP called Tactics Ogre, Ogre Let Us Cling Together. And this is a separate new remake that makes even more quality of life changes, although I think it does take the take the PSP version as like its starting point. So mechanical changes that they made in the PSP version versus the PS1 version, I think that's where they started to build on um, from, I think from I'm the videos that I've seen. Uh, I think I'm going to get this as well. I didn't, never played Tactics Ogre back in the day. I did not have a PS1 growing up. Um, this does have the cardinal sin of tactical RPGs for me, which is the the units pick directions when you're done with their action and I can get ambushed, and I always hate that. I, I'm much more in the Fire Emblem camp. But even so, uh, I think I think this game looks really good, um, and the the mechanical changes that I've heard that they've made for this this reborn version sound really nice for yeah. for a modern day playthrough of this. So I, I want to give it a shot. Uh, I think the voice acting is maybe a little little iffy. But yeah. I think it, I think it looks pretty solid. Uh, I would I would like to play this for sure. Um, then you mentioned it's coming to Game Pass, but on eleven fifteen, Pentiment comes out on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. This is a neat looking medieval adventure game by some indie studio. They're called uh, Obsidian. Do you know anything else? Uh, know anything about Obsidian? They're owned by Microsoft. Hmm. Okay. I, I feel like they've probably just made a bunch of crap before. Certainly not some of the Nothing best good. RPGs ever made. Yeah. Um, no, this is this is Obsidian Entertainment. The those of the Fallout New Vegas, Nice Old Republic Two, Grounded, most recently. Um, this is a. This seems like a small little adventure game that they threw together that has a has a, a fun art style, very storybook looking art style to it. Um, I think it looks awesome. It looks neat. It looks yeah. neat. Yep. Obsidian I, makes I mean, neat stuff. I, I mean, that's you could have been like, hey, got a short little RPG from Obsidian. You should check it out. But like, sign me up. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm it, down. It seems like something they can make while they continue to make uh, the the outer wor- worlds worlds. The that yes, and outer worlds and outer worlds uh, too and grounded. Yes, and they can continue on grounded. Uh, yeah, plenty, plenty of stuff for them. Good for them. Yeah, 
Um, let's move on to the 17th, where we get Goat Simulator 3 coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. They're new consoles only. They aren't cowards like God of War. Only the brand new shit. Uh, this is the sequel to 2014's Goat Simulator. If you're asking what happened to Goat Simulator 2, fuck you, that's why. That's, yeah. <laughs> they, they just didn't make one. This is their, this is their funny little joke. Um, uh, these games are so silly, man. They really are. Uh, it looks like good multiplayer fun, lots of customization bullshit. Um, I, I have a feeling they just this don't is- look... This okay. is on Game. I think it's gonna come to the other one was on Game Pass. I think this will get to Game I Pass see eventually. That. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, the the thing that I like the most about these games these these absolutely are games that you can kind of just relax in and do a bunch yeah. of dumb shit. Uh, I think they also have kind of a Tony Hawk quality to them, where yep. here's a bunch of stuff you can do in the level, see how much of it you can get done. Uh, it's. I did not play the original Goat Simulator. Uh, I've I've watched some videos of it. It looks like stupid fun. Uh, if this was just a way to hang out with some of your friends and and do some some dumb shit, this could be a perfect play, stream. Plays a rhino at one point, a, fr- a Friday night stream. Totally. I mean, they it feels like they built this game for people to stream and yeah. find weird stuff and just have a good time and and interact with the chat room. Good on them. Yep. Good on them. Uh, we can skip through this one pretty quickly. On the 18th, Spider-Man Miles Morales comes to PC, PC port of that. Um, and then on the 18th as well, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come to the Nintendo Switch. Bobby. Yeah. Where, where are we falling on these Pokemon games? This year, especially for me, I've had mm-hmm. one of my favorite Pokemon games probably since some of the early ones with with Arceus. I absolutely love that game. I've also had Coromon. I've had Tim Tim as well. I I feel like the competition is finally catching up to what I expect quality to be for a Pokemon game. This one, I feel this is my my hottest take I can give you right now, man. We haven't talked too much about it. I'm super nervous by some of the changes that I don't know if it's enough or meaningful and there's part of me that's like i don't like these changes at all there's part of me that's like really excited about what they're doing i i don't know man like this is i what i will say this is one of the most different looking pokemon games i've seen in a while yeah uh i i feel relatively similar um I I mean, it, you should know by now, we basically talked about it at the beginning of the show, I'm more of an old head when it comes to Pokemon games. I think as they've gone on, they've gotten away from the stuff that I like about them. I I understand people people making the joke that Pokemon games don't evolve. They, they don't change enough. Yep. And I feel like they have made some meaningful changes recently with, uh, with Sword and Shield and with this. And those aren't necessarily changes I'm in love with and it's not necessarily the way that I want to play a Pokemon game. It is Pokemon. I, I want to see the new ones. I want to see the, the variants. I want to test this terrestrialize thing. I feel like that's probably a a really good uh, spot for competitive Pokemon to have a, a gimmick like that. seems like a better gimmick from a competitive standpoint than 
um, than Dynamaxine and because it, it changes their type also, right? Yes, which I think could be really interesting as a way of trapping people, or uh, it, it's just another fun yeah. mechanic for people to play with and do surprising things with. Whereas Dynamax was okay. I know you're going to make one of these Pokemon big for three turns, and I just need to kind of play around that. And Mega Evolution, which is which, while I love Mega Evolution, I still think it's the coolest one of these that they've done from a competitive standpoint. It's we know that only certain Pokemon can Mega Evolve, so we only have to worry about it when you bring out certain Pokemon. And right, and it's also once they're out, they're incredibly overpowered, and there's no timer on them. So. I, I, from a competitive standpoint, again, I think this is a this is a cool way of doing things. I think that'll be that'll be interesting. I don't play competitive Pokemon, so it kind of doesn't matter to me. And I think the forms look kind of stupid. And I would rather have more Mega Evolution Pokemon, but I know that's not going to happen. I do like that they're doing this um, quick defeat, where you can send your Pokemon out for like a lower level battle and like just beat them. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I, cool. I wonder how that affects shiny hunting, though. Well, uh, they, they're doing the same thing. I don't know if you've read this or not, um, but they they have confirmed that the Arceus, where you, you can see a color variation in the wild, like you know when they're shiny in the wild, they're doing the same thing here. Yeah, but isn't there like an option to send out your Pokemon like uh, like uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood style to just there like go be. and train? I, I don't know about I that. Know. I just know that like they all poke, there's no longer like oh, I don't know what this Pokemon is. I was wrestling in the grass. Like, you will know absolutely on what you're going to catch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is getting long in the tooth. We're, we're definitely going to pick this up. Yeah. We've, we've, all, we've talked with, with the two of us and Johnny about which versions we're getting, which starters we're going to use. We'll go through all the dumb shit, and we'll report back. But I got to say, I'm, I'm relatively uh, pessimistic about this. I know, weird for me. But... I also know that there's a billion Pokemon ROM hacks that are based on the Pokemon games that I like and care about that I have. So for for Game Freak to throw me a different kind of experience with Pokemon, sure, okay, let's yeah. let's see what you got. Let's move on to eleven twenty two. Evil West is coming to PC, PS four, PS five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, here I. I don't want to say this is a bad game. It, it's probably good. I, I think it looks kind of nice. But looking at this, does this not look like a fake video game that would be on a television show? This seems like something Jesse Pinkman would be playing during I, dude, Breaking Bad. I, I've been pretty hyped for this game. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I've, I've played weird west i've played hard west i have to play evil west that's and, true the the third in the west trilogy yes i have to finish uh, it so oh uh, you know so, who the final boss is right uh uh kanye west? yeah there you yeah go. um <laughs> i did read and see something uh yesterday that they're like uh this has some gears of war feel to it on like mm, character movement that. and shooting which I really liked the character movement and shooting in Gears of War, so I could I could be down for that. But I think sure. it looks cool, man. Like it's a you are hunting uh, vampires and other supernatural creatures. Um, this is out of out of all. Of, so like we had the kind of isometric um, take 
with Weird West and then Hard West was more of like an XCOM take. Uh, this is like a straight up. It we should me, be clear. These are these are not a part of a series. No, no. <laughs> Hard says, West, Evil West, and Weird West are not are, are not connected to each other. Honestly, the the game that like I get the vibe the most from for this is like a Dark Siders. Yeah, I, no, I, I can see that. I think it has a Dark Siders vibe to it, but we'll see. Like kind of kind of some like the over design of yeah. the of the yep. main character. Yeah. Um, the the kind of resident evil four over the shoulder camera thing gears yeah. of war is is what you said earlier yeah. and i think that makes sense uh, yeah uh, I, again i do i don't say it to be rude or oh, yeah, mean yeah, yeah. or to say it's bad but just looking at it it's like this looks like something you would see when somebody goes we need a video game for our character to play <laughs> yep that's fair uh, good times uh also on the 22nd Gungrave gore comes out for pc ps4 ps5 xbox one and xbox series x uh bobby i don't know if you are familiar with the 2002 classic Gungrave. i'm not but uh <laughs> yeah I, i'm not either i think this is an era where i was reading video game magazines and seeing ads and Gungrave for whatever reason was one that stuck out to me because this was the one where like the guy has a coffin strapped to his back that he like chain like chain throws like they were the fucking blades of chaos uh and then like pulls guns out of the the coffin, the coffin? to shoot at God. dudes yeah uh it seemed like some real stupid shit uh, this game, uh, apparently they did make a sequel in, in 2004 that I didn't remember. And then more recently, they've made like a VR semi sequel thing. Uh, that might have been in like 2016 or something like around then. Maybe, maybe later than that. Um, but people are making Gungrave games in 2022. Uh, also, GORE is an acronym, and it stands for Gunslinger of Resurrection. The R and E are both capitalized for Resurrection. <laughs> uh, I think that's incredibly dumb and very funny. I hate it. Uh, it, se- it seems like they're going for like a Dove May Cry 5 vibe here. Yeah, I can see that for sure. For sure. I don't know if this story, these characters... And this Should studio we? has the chops to pull something off that like that. Yeah. What? No. Should we what? Should we make a game like that in 2022? Oh. Should... Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you're making like th- that's the whole point of this trailer is showing how many bullets you can shoot and how many people you can kill. I if this is going to be like a bayonetta Devil May Cry style, go around and and combo up some some dudes. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, I just think it's very funny that they bought brought back Gungrave of all things. It, this would be like bringing back Blinks the Time Sweeper. It's just such a weird, forgotten franchise, and it's insane that it's coming back. That's nuts. Uh, we don't have a trailer for this one either, but on the 30th, Gundam Evolution is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. This is just the console port of that. Um, also on the 30th is Warhammer 40K Darktide coming to PC and uh, should be coming to the Xbox Series S and X shortly after is what the quote from the developer is. Uh, this is this is the sequel to Warhammer Vermintide, right? Or uh, they made, I don't they think made a second Vermintide, right? I don't think it's a sequel to Vermintide. 
but it is well it's the same it's the 40k universe so it's definitely not a sequel in that sense because that was old warhammer but it is we're making a left for dead but now this time it's in the 40k universe i played the beta of this i got tight we talked about on the show it was rough uh, mechanically very rough gameplay is amazing yeah. very cool good classes i i thought 100 that this game was going to get a delay based off of how bad that beta performed i'm still shocked that this thing's on track for the 30th my i was this is like one of the games i was super hyped for for this year but my i have tempered my expectations after what i experienced on that beta at least at launch so we'll see yep Cool. Uh, And then breaking news. This just came out today, but uh, Front Mission First Remake for the Nintendo Switch has a release date, and it is also November 30th. Wanzer time, baby. Yeah. We don't have a great trailer to show you here because there's a big new gameplay trailer dropping tomorrow. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see what that looks like. But Front Mission, uh, the, the first game, Sounds great. Uh, congratulations to Jiggy-san, our, our good friend, who's a, a big Wanzer head, and I'm sure he'll be playing this. I'll be playing this because it's a uh, tactical RPG with mechs in it, so fuck a fucking core. And it's on the Nintendo Switch. It's the trifecta, baby. That's You yeah, got me. Yeah, the B- B- BCE for sure. Is this also on PC? Absolutely. At the moment, only on Switch. It's that's all yeah. i've seen i think nintendo has some maybe is helping out with the publishing i, I don't know okay. but uh exclusively to nintendo switch at the moment um and then the front mission 2 remake is coming uh in 2022 or no no, no 2023 and then uh front mission the third or front mission three i can't remember how they titled those games um that remake is coming is being worked on is what they said so who knows if that's late 2023 maybe 2024 uh who knows maybe maybe it'll come out before advance wars does we'll see (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think we'll get advance wars this year yeah it seems uh i mean it seems like something you could dump dump onto uh onto the switch before the end of the year is just uh hey the don't don't worry about the news at the same time i could also see it being like an end of the quarter thing that they throw in of like oh we need we need to boost these numbers for this quarter let's just throw advance wars out because we know it'll sell um or or we just continue to wait until the wars stop which that never changes happen (laughs) that's true that's true uh, anyway, those are the games of November. Bobby, we got to make some picks. And uh, I got to say, I got more picks here than I did for the month of October. And that's uh, that's exciting. I, I held picks, back a little bit. I held back this month. You did? Yeah, you only picked four. <laughs> yeah, good good holding back. Um, I have a little to the left, which I think will just be nice and a little fun. Uh, yeah. Tactics over Reborn, Pokemon, and Front Mission. Bobby, what do you got? I've got God of War. A little to the left, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and Warhammer. I plan on getting Tactics. I also uh, am going to get Front Mission. And I'm going to be playing Pentiment because it's on Game Pass. So I'll be checking out more than what I have here. But these are the games I'm most excited for. Yeah. And then Johnny's not here, but we did have him write down his picks. He has God of War as well, Warhammer as well, Pokemon as well, and a little to the left as well. Yeah. 
hey Johnny, yeah, I mean, don't copy. Like, you can names. copy my homework, but don't make it too obvious. Let me just rearrange <laughs> what you have. <laughs> oh yeah, he did do that, didn't <laughs> yes, he? Yes, he did. God, wow, that's well. Okay. Anyway, that is the month of November, and that's our show. That's our show, Chase. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Second of all, thank you for always putting together a very fun episode with our monthly previews. Uh, but let's talk about the week that we have had and that we will continue to have. A pretty good one, if I can say so. We played yeah. more of that Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope on Monday. That's been a fun game it, to stream with you. And Chris Pratt showed up. That was cool. Chris Pratt. I mean, Chris I wasn't Walken. there for it, but Chris Pratt showed up. It was it was amazing. It was, yeah. Uh, Mario himself. Tuesday, we put up a quick look for what, probably our goofiest one yet for Trombone Champ, a very funny, dumb game in the best way possible. Tonight was our November preview. Tomorrow, uh, we have a quick look for X Zodiac, which is a heavily influenced by Star Fox, not Star Fox game. And then Friday night, um, if Johnny is feeling up for it, we're going to be checking out Deep Rock Galactic's third season, which they've got some new stuff there. So we'll do some rock and stone. I will also just point out if you want some good old fashioned fun Twitter stuff while it still can happen there, um, Deep Rock devs and Power Wash Sim devs are having a fun back and forth of gnomes versus dwarves. And it's been a very cool back and forth. Um, they even went and I, I think they put the gnome up and it says something like wash and foam for power washing versus the rock and stone. It's been very dumb and very good. So check that out. And we'll be playing that live Friday night at 10.30 p.m. If you want to follow along, you can do so by hitting any of those links in chat or going to the show notes and checking those out there. And Chase, what have you been doing? Uh, not much. Uh, a lot of my stuff's on hold until this PC gets finished. Uh, look forward to, to putting out some new stuff uh, next month. Uh, but the the one thing that is planned that is scheduled and is ready to record is the second episode of pilot program my new podcast about television shows so the first episodes of television shows good friend of the show pierce corshane is joining me uh as we watch the first episode of every television show ever made we watch seinfeld for our first episode that is up now you can go and listen to it on any of your uh podcast listener things that you use and uh, and our second episode is going to be on the boys, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that there. Neither of us have seen the boys before, uh, unlike Seinfeld, which we have watched uh, relatively religiously. So it should oh, yeah. be interesting to see what an episode looks like when we're coming at it coming at something for the first time blind. So that'll be fun. Hell yeah! Uh, if you could do us a favor, there's some links that you can follow to like, subscribe for everything that we do here from quick looks on YouTube to Twitch streams, to our podcast, all chases stuff like subscribe, hang out with us. We want you to be a part of what we're doing. Thank you all for listening. And we will be live again soon. Come back. <laughs>